Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge today, and very excited to be joined by Doug Rose, who's been transforming organizations through technology training and process optimization for more than 25 years. He's authored several books on data science, management, and software development. He teaches classes at the University of Chicago, and today I'm really excited to have him join our EDGE community to discuss the exciting possibilities of artificial intelligence and machine learning and how it can impact your business. So, Doug, welcome to Conversations at the EDGE, and where are you calling in from today? Thanks, Alex. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Doug, I want to start. Let's kind of take a look at AI from a 50,000-foot view. Can you give me a definition and what you consider to be uh, AI in the business world today? Yeah, I think the key part of that is in the business world. If you talk to AI researchers, it's all about AI agents interacting with their environment. Um, and they don't they kind of poo-poo this whole idea of learning and growing and things like that. Um, but mostly for businesses, AI uh, is kind of synonymous right now with machine learning. That's when you look at sort of from a business perspective. I don't think as, as of yet, machine, you know, they're not very interested in, in uh, creating AI agents that can do interesting things. It's, it's really about uh, being able to draw insights from massive amounts of data. And so in machine learning, you really you're having the machine figure out things about your data without being explicitly programmed. And so I would think of the definition of AI that would work best for business is learning things about your data without having a programmer explicitly program something. I'm curious, like at what point in an organization's like life cycle, it makes sense to start investing and experimenting with their own AI applications versus outsourcing or purchasing some kind of like SaaS software that helps them do that. Yeah, that's interesting. It's when I, the way that I think about it is when I was learning about, um, when I, when I, you know, 20 years ago when I was learning about this stuff, uh, I was in grad school and everybody talked about how everybody was going to be an HTML programmer. They all, they taught us all HTML and things like that. Uh, but fast forward to now, you know, I'm not an HTML, pro- I've never was an HTML programmer. Um, and what happened was, is stuff like WordPress was created or even Facebook uh, or, um, you know, the, the people make online shops and things like that. Uh, and so I think that's what's going to happen with AIs. You'll just have some services that will keep people from creating their own kind of artificial intelligence systems at their work. But to really get the most value from it, you still have to kind of understand, like with WordPress, you still have to understand how to build a website. You can't just put up you know, a random template that you get from the internet and be like, we're done. Uh, and I think that's how it'll be with AI is that you'll have these services, but you'll want to have people who are in-house that understand your data enough so that they can ask interesting questions about it and be able to sort of extract uh, key insights from it. Do you have any examples of you know, small, mid-sized 
company who's not in the business of AI, but utilizing AI in the way that you're describing it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a small business. Uh, it's actually, it's not small, but there's not a lot of people there, but they, they make a lot of money. Um, but uh, that it's here in Atlanta. It's a great little business. It's, it's not little. They'll be testified when we say that. But what they do is that they, um, if you have an American Express card or something like that, and you use it enough, when you go to the American Express site, it says, hey, do you want a $5 coupon off of you know, uh, Monero Taqueria, which is a great place here in Atlanta. And so it crunches all of the data that from your transactions and compares it with other people in your zip code and then uses machine learning algorithms to predict the likelihood that you will use certain promotions. So they use kind of a classic machine learning uh, algorithms to sort of try to predict your behavior based on receiving certain promotions. And some, some promotions are better than others. You know, get uh, 10% off or you get 20% off uh, based on the likelihood that you're a repeat customer. And uh, so they, you know, they are, I think they're a mid-sized business and they, uh, they use machine learning, I think in a really interesting way. And they were actually using, they're a pretty good example also of having an open mind when looking at their data because they might start looking for one thing, like creating a machine learning algorithm to predict whether or not you will be a sort of continue to go to this taqueria. But at the same time, they might also look for data that will see if you have a hard time paying your bill or see if you're, uh, it's likely that you're going to move in the next few years and then give you kind of promotions based on that. Uh, and so I think they use machine learning algorithms in a pretty interesting way. Is the machine learning algorithm that they're using like part of their core business or was it a, a piece or a product that they created to enhance whatever the core business was at the time? No, their whole business is taking the, they don't even collect the data. They get that from the uh, credit card companies. Their whole business is taking the data and turning it into some key insights that these other businesses find useful. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's their core business. They are in the insight extraction business uh, and, uh, and they're pretty good at it. I mean, that's why they're in business and, and that's why they don't need a lot of people. I mean, they don't, they just get these petabytes of data and have teams of data scientists uh, working through it, uh, creating new machine learning algorithms to try and extract value from it. In your course that you have with Growth Institute, you talk about how most companies are building their businesses and their products based on like the outcomes that they want to achieve. And one of the interesting things that you say is like if you really want to leverage AI and machine learning, you have to kind of trust in the serendipity of this data processing. And so just wondering if you can talk a little bit more about that and what you mean by that and how a company should be, I guess, structured to take advantage of that that type of thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that, uh, that I'm really interested in, you know, and so it's, you know, it, it's some organizations are, are more interested in it than others. So it's the way that a lot of companies are structured. It, it is strange. It kind of reminds me, there's an, there's an old philosopher's joke where two fish are kind of sitting in the ocean and, um, and the one fish looks to the other and says, man, the water's cloudy today. And the fish looks, the other fish looks back over and says, yeah, what's water? 
And so, and I think that that's kind of how a lot of organizations think about how they're structured because they don't think about it as a decision. They just think about it as this is the way companies are structured. But in fact, a lot of organizations are structured based on deterministic manufacturing practices. If you want to build a boat, if you want to build a car, then you plan things, you create um, phases, you create organizational silos, you create processes and roles to uh, push products through an organization. And I mean, and that's been great for organizations that create products, even digital products to some extent. But the problem is, is that when you're talking about artificial intelligence and you're talking about data products, you really want your company to be structured much more like something like a pharmaceutical company or like a, a, an academic department or something like that, where you're encouraging uh, employees. There's not a pressure to be right, but you're encouraging employees to, to experiment, uh, look for interesting things, and you're creating teams of people that come from different backgrounds because when you look at the data, it's much closer to science than it is to manufacturing. And so you want your sort of your employees to think of themselves as researchers, as scientists. You know, it's almost closer to chemistry than anything else. You want them to be able to sort of mix and match the data. And if you talk to people who are very good at being data scientists, they typically will just sort of like look at the data and sort of experiment with it, run reports and kind of think about it. They'll have a sandwich and they'll stare at it. They'll look at reports and they'll kind of just like um, try to extract value from it that way. And that's just much different from how most organizations are structured. You know, people are, they're based on outcomes, uh, different, org you know, departments have budgets and things like that. And it's very difficult to be in a meeting and say something like, you know, we don't know if this is going to be valuable, but we're going to keep on looking. Uh, and, and so that's, in pharmaceutical companies, you know, that to some extent that's acceptable. People understand that you're going to run a hundred experiments and, 90 of them are going to fail, five of them are going to get to the next stage, you know, three of them are going to get to the stage after that, and then there's going to be one that's going to be like, you know, uh, it's going to finance the rest. But, but companies aren't sort of structured that, if you're not a pharmaceutical company, if you're not sort of an academic department that's used to producing research, then just you're just not used to thinking about people working that way. So if there's one thing that you want the leaders who are here watching the recording, leave to leave knowing about AI machine learning, what would that be? I think the big takeaway would be that AI and machine learning is, is a really interesting technology, specifically tech, uh, machine learning is a really interesting technology. But chances are your organization isn't structured in a way to take advantage of it. And that if you want to get the most value from machine learning, I wouldn't look at purchasing the tools. I wouldn't look at, you know, what Google and everybody is doing. I would look at changing uh, the way at least one team works in your organization. Otherwise, I think that it's just going to be, I, I just, I think that what's going to happen is you're going to have this terrific tool, but you're not going to have the people in-house 
that can really give you the kind of insights that you need to extract value from AI. Uh, I think it'll kind of, I'm, I'm worried that for a lot of organizations, it'll be like the next iteration of data lakes. You know, 10 years ago, everybody was collecting enormous amounts of data, but unless you have the people in-house that knew how to do something interesting with the data, it was just kind of a huge expense. And I don't think that a lot of companies got their money's worth. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.